Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Purple Daily, presented by Surly Brewing Company. You think you like football? Well, Dan Campbell doesn't just like football. He f***ing loves football. If this does not continue to sting and burn and taste like, you know what, then you got a problem. Don't You cannot allow yourself to go numb. You can't. Because I'm not, it just, all it does is just piss me off even more, you know, and it just motivates me to want to get out of this mess. So, um, and I do think we have the right type of guys. And, and so as long as they continue to hate this taste, they'll come back to work and be ready to go. They will. And I think we got the right type of guys to do that. I do. Football! Football! Yeah! Football! Dan, oh man, they came so close. I thought I had that right, that down prediction. You're All getting right. excited. It was 10 nothing. right? Instead, that it Dude, stings and burns. Jared Goff, man. Stings oh. and burns that you write that down didn't come true. Sting and burns. Stings and burns. You might want to go see your go see your physician <laughs> if, if, it's, if it stings and burns for more than 48 hours. Yeah, go see your doctor. <laughs> Perhaps you can uh, This help. is Purple Daily presented by Surly Brewing Company. Mackie Judd, our executive producer, Declan Goff. If you're watching us on the Purple Daily YouTube channel, thank you. Please click subscribe and the like button. Help spread the word about the show. If you're watching on a TCL TV, even better because TCL has a new lineup of award-winning TV delivering the most entertainment with stunning resolution at an affordable cost. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. So uh, it's Pie Chart Monday here. Even though the Vikings didn't play, we will get to pie charts. We've set it up this way. Judd's going to be the pie chart of blame for the Vikings starting three and three. I'll be the pie chart of praise for the Vikings starting three and three. And Declan will be the pie chart of Vikings future. It's like a uh, Christmas carol. It's like a Christmas carol, yeah. Vikings past, Vikings present, and Vikings future. future. So so we'll do that. We'll give you sort of three different angles at the Vikings pie chart. But... uh, there's not many things more hilarious than Chicago Bears failure. This is Bears Vet Line on Purple Daily. Hey, but I do have to say, man, I mean, the Bears are not putting Justin Fields in any sort of position to succeed whatsoever. So, yeah, he did make some mistakes in this game. Yeah, he looked like a rookie throughout it, but you can't put 100% of the blame on Fields for this offensive performance, guys. That's how bad the rest of our offense was out there, okay? Receivers dropping balls, okay? Not even getting open. 
offensive line playing absolutely horrible. Matt Nagy and Bill Lazor being some of the worst coaches, play callers in the NFL. I know we were a little bit high on Bill Lazor for a little bit, but guys, what does he do that differently from Matt Nagy? Okay, it's not that much different. It's the same system still. And both of them have to be gone by the end of this year. Those two guys are still around, specifically Matt Nagy, who just tested positive for COVID. Yeah. Great 24 hours for Matt Nagy. Here. Yeah. Oh, that's. Well, are you kidding? He's delighted. I can get away from this crap now. And, I've and got they can't fire me. They and, can't yeah, fire me yet. They can't fire me. I'm a poor guy with COVID. That's the positive, baby. I mean, the Vikings should be praying that the Bears don't fire anybody. Matt Nagy, like, they should keep that whole staff intact until the Vikings get done playing the Bears, which is the end of the season, too. Yep. But like, I would be mad if I'm the Vi- if I'm the Vikings right now, and I'm looking over. I would be pissed if they lit a spark under that team by firing Matt Nagy. Mm. Um, that was courtesy of DeWindy City Productions on YouTube. But that's not all. That's not all. Bears Matt line. Wow. Feel like I have begun many a Bears post game episodes with that word. But here we are again, an absolute embarrassment. We've covered some bad football games. This is, this is by far the worst one in the Matt Nagy era, and it made me reference Mark Tressman twice in my column today. Twice. <laughs> the dance moves go, going during that breakdown, during that vent line. I'm dancing. Some good background music there. We should do, we should just play like club music for thirty minutes on our vent line. Purple Daily every oh, day. I thought you were yeah. going to say on our vent line. <laughs> Vikings lost, but bang bang boom ba, boom ba, boom boom. <laughs> was uh, from the Athletic Chicago there, and uh, just for good measure. I, I I honestly don't know because being a fan of this team, like it's. It takes away all your hope, man. Like, you guys know I'm probably one of the more optimistic fans out there, but just watching the Bears fail over and over and over and over again, it makes me question, like, when is it actually going to turn around? When are things going to change? I just simply don't know the answer to that question, okay? I think Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace both are going to be gone at the end of the season with how bad things are looking right now. But I just hope he would finally hire the right people for the first time in forever. But looking at the McCaskey's track record, like, I don't know if that's going to happen. Oh, boy. Great drapes, by the way. Yeah, Dude's got Chicago. great drapes. I love the Chicago flag. Yes, the Chicago flag and the drapes. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Big fan. Uh, DeWindy City Productions on YouTube, I will say they do a freaking awesome job, and those guys are pissed about the Bears team. So just uh, go no. check them out if you want to. If you're a Vikings fan, you just want to do a little, little scouting over there and see what's happening, but they do they do an awesome job. Um, oof. Yeah, that was a beatdown. Should we do some pie charts here, boys? Do it, man. Ready to go. I'm All right. Rock. I'm Ready thinking we start with go. the praise and then into the blame and then, and then into the future. Okay. If you guys are down for it. Let's do it. All right. Let's go. Hit it. Okay. Oh, sorry. No. It's on me to hit that. Yeah, yeah, you're fine. That's my, what's oh, going on? Uh, there we go. Now on Mackie and John. You wanted better Duff charts? Button bar pie chart. The pie chart of praise. Should be singing praises. 
100% blame for uh, me screwing up. The, the Rock knows mm. how you feel about pie. All right, so I'll be the pie chart of praise here for the Vikings being in playoff position. If the playoffs started today, the Vikings, all right, I'm on the clock. If the playoffs started today, the Vikings would be in. They would be the seventh seed. Um, and I've got five pieces of pie here, boys. Mm. Five pieces of pie. All right. Let's start with, I'm going to go smallest piece of pie and I'm going to work my way up. So 5% goes to the offensive line. I'm not going to overly praise them here, okay? Like, they haven't exactly been amazing. Derisaw has been a nice upgrade for a game and a half. Uh, and Kirk Cousins is the 12th least pressured quarterback in the NFL. So by that standpoint, they're, uh, they're slightly above average. They've been passable. They've been fine, especially the last couple games as, as a unit. So... 5% to the offensive line for being better than a train wreck. Uh, there's still room to grow and get better. 10% to a difficult schedule that has hardened the Vikings and given them calluses on their hands, all right? So as you look at the first six games, now that we've sort of put everything in, into context, and sometimes this happens where you just you look at the schedule, you think one thing, and then reality says something different. You've had close losses to the number one seed now in the AFC, which is Cincinnati, mm-hmm. on the road. You had a close loss to the number one seed in the NFC, which is Arizona, on the road. And you also had a close loss to Cleveland, which is a team that won a playoff game last year, and they are in playoff position right now. So um, your only real quality win to this point, I mean, at Carolina, kind of, but that's such a disaster offensively. You beat Russell Wilson, and that's a good quality win, so... You know, I'm not going to go overboard again here because I don't think we should be celebrating close losses against playoff teams. The Vikings should be winning games against playoff teams more often. Uh, but I will say that the schedule has hardened them, and I think it's it's easier to swallow the losses to Cincinnati and uh, Arizona if you make up for some of those. Go beat Dallas at home on Sunday night, right? So 10% to a difficult schedule. Okay. 15% to the pass rush. Highest pressure rate in the NFL and the most sacks in the NFL. There are two sacks, I believe, off of last year's full season total. And uh, they also have the highest uh, hurry rate in the NFL. So they're pressuring and hurrying and sacking quarterbacks at the highest rate in the NFL, which is what you would expect of a Mike Zimmer defense. So 15%. The run defense, different story. But the pass rush and the pass defense have been largely really good for the Vikings so far this year. 30% to 3-deep 2.0. We remember the Randy Moss, Chris Carter, Jake Reed posters that everyone had in the late 90s. And now we're going (laughs) 3-deep with Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, and K.J. Osborne, who have combined for 104 catches, 1,246 yards, and 10 touchdowns in the first six games. That's insane. So those guys are on pace for like 30 plus, well, 28, 30 touchdowns somewhere in that neighborhood and uh, like 250 to 300 catches. So they've been fun to watch. K.J. Osborne's already won a game for you by getting separation um, on that game winner in overtime against the Panthers. And I just think, think they finally have three legit options at that position for the first time in a long, long time. And 40%, the biggest chunk of pie here, goes to a man who has probably saved Mike Zimmer's job 
two weeks in a row, if not for a Dalvin Cook fumble and a missed 37-yard field goal, Kirk Cousins would have four game-winning drives this year. So he has two as it is. He should probably have four because he's done his job in four of those situations. Um, He only had four game-winning drives in the first three years of his Vikings career. So he's just been really good late in games. This has been one of the best stretches of his entire career. He deserves praise for it. Um, And he deserves 40% of the pie chart of praise. Now, in the end, I will say, not to steal Judd's thunder here, but his entire career has been marked by his inability to beat winning teams. And if you look at the schedule so far, and I'm not, I'm not saying it's all his fault. I'm just saying, like, Kirk Cousins has not been Can't just do a compliment, can you? with beating winning teams. And he's lost now to Cincinnati, winning team. Arizona, winning team. Uh, Browns, winning team. Panthers look like they're going to be a losing team. Lions, losing team. Seahawks probably going to finish under 500. So I'm just saying, yeah. buck that trend against Dallas on Sunday, all right? Go beat a team again in prime time. Stepping on Declan's toes um, right now. The same, the same. The future. Kirk Cousins, That's 40%, 3-deep, 2.0, 30%. Pass rush, 15%. A difficult schedule that has hardened the Vikings, 10%. And 5% to the offensive line. The Rock knows how you feel about pie. That was good. Look at that. In concise, a snappy five minutes concise. and 17 seconds. Mm-hmm. That's right. Clear. A lot of praise. It's my pie charts of praise. Any thoughts? No, I think it's very fair. I think it's very fair. Um, I think that the Kirk the Kirk slice is incredibly fair. Perhaps Kirk deserves more. Like, Kirk, I, I'm with you, man. I'm with you. Kirk Cousins has been a solution. And I would say previously, for the most part, in our opinions— not all uh, fans and people in our end of the business, but he's been more of a problem. And in this case, this year, he's been he has been the solution. Yep. So you good hit on the word there, solution. It's when 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 you know when you've got the second or third highest cap hit, and when you are the yeah. front man of this franchise. Yep. It's not it's not enough to just always avoid blame for things and look to blame other things in offensive line. It's about when the game is there to be had. Mm-hmm. Can you be a main driving force and solution for the win? When there's 37 seconds left and your defense just gave up, you know, the go-ahead score to the Lions, can you say, guys, I got this. We'll just go bang, 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 kick a game-winning field goal, and then I'll attack my coach on the Yeah, which, lines. by the way, we're fine with. We're all fine with that. <laughs> we love it. You like yeah. that? You like that? So uh, there it is, the pie charts of praise. All right, Judd. All right, pie chart of blame. Bring- also, Bring the mood down. The rock knows no, I'm not going. Well, you know, I am a little bit, but also five slices. Hmm. And I cut this up into what I believe to be incredibly fair portions. Um, and I, I will start with the exact percentage that Phil gave to the exact same group in the blame game. 5%, the offensive line, now pre-Darisaw, but the Cincinnati game and the Cleveland game, they were terrible. They were absolutely an end. Uh, the Darisaw addition, I like it a lot. I think it's right on point. The guards, I think, are improving. O'Neal at right tackle. Here at Bradbury, though, man, it's not working. It's just not going to work. Um, so 5% go to the two games in which I think the line didn't hold up. The Bengals game, that first half as a team was so bad. but So, so a small slice, 5%. Offensive line, and in particular, Garrett Bradbury. 5%. Greg Joseph, dude, 
make the 37-yard field goal. The Cardinals have a loss. They're in your conference. You have a great win. Uh, Kirk is a hero. I mean, Kirk, that, that offense in that last drive did everything. They got down yeah. the field. They had um, no time essentially left. It was going to be a field goal, and you fly home at one and one at that point with a win over a team now that's been outstanding, undefeated, and you miss a chip shot. That's not excusable. Detroit, great, uh, great kick there. What, 54 yards? Wins the game. Redemption. But then Carolina, you miss again. So 5%. Greg Joseph, mainly though, the Cardinals loss. Because if you make that, I think our discussion now is, I think if you make that, our discussion is, we think we know this team a bit. And right now I don't. So. There's also there like there's some games I'll just quickly I don't want to derail you but like there's some games where the offense probably should have scored more points or the defense like where you just shouldn't have been in a position to kick a game winning field goal right that was one of those games where the game kind of played out back and forth like it should have and like and now it's your turn to make a game winning field goal. and you did everything to do that yeah like they didn't drag him out from sixty three yards thirty seven yards so fifteen percent with three slices of pie left. Clint Kubiak, you've called some pretty good games, but you've also called some really weird games. It's been baffling at, at times, and I know I know it comes from your boss, and we'll get to that. But 15% goes to a guy who, and, and they won this game, but the Detroit game, inexplicable. Like, the play calling in that game, really hard to get my head around. Um, there have been other games in which Clint has has surprised me. I mean, Kirk Cousins is playing really, really well. No one's debating that. And it seems like there's almost a begrudging willingness at times to be like, we've got three receivers that are outstanding. We've got Kirk, who's been great, but we're, we got to pound that ball. we got to get Dalvin involved. If we don't have... Um, I'm not blaming Clint fully, but, he, but he's the guy who's in the booth ultimately calling plays... Fifteen percent, because I feel I feel like if Clint was a little bit more emboldened, um, again there might be some some of those games that could have gone in a different direction. So fifteen percent to the offensive mm-hmm. coordinator Clint Kubiak. Fifteen mm-hmm. percent run defense. Blame run de- defense. You took painstaking measures to improve a group that embarrassed this franchise beyond belief against the Saints on Christmas Day last season that gave up 134.4 yards per game. That is awful. That's embarrassing. That's bad for any team. Five games in, 128. That's not great. Run defense. Improve it. Like you, if you're going to get beat in that part of the game, you are unnecessarily going to lose games. And and to have, um, and I, I know that Pierce has been hurt, but to have two new uh, tackles inside on the defensive line to have Barr back now to have Kendricks back, uh, one twenty eight to me not acceptable. Fifteen percent run defense. So that is let's see, that's thirty percent, thirty five percent, forty percent, sixty. A lot left here. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's a lot left of a piece of pie. Hold on a second. Let me take the envelope out. Open it up. <laughs> the winner is Mike Zimmer. You get sixty yeah. percent. You get sixty percent. 
And Congratulations, all, Mike. Yep. You're the winner. Come on, come on up and give your acceptance speech. And Open for, wide. And if there are any Mike stands. Oh, my God. oh gross. You like how that tastes? No, I like that. The you like how that tastes? You, you like how the pie tastes? No. Always, always taking it to the next step. Oh, I think we heard exactly what we heard. Anyway, 60% goes to the coach, and here's why. And this might be too small, all right? He is in part responsible for this team coming out against the Bengals in the first half and looking flat as hell, and I don't know why. It's your first game. Like, you're opening the season, and you look terrible. And you almost came back to win against what we know now is a pretty damn good team. Why were you so flat? He is at least in part responsible for the offensive play calling. No question about it. He's the coach. He's the one who likes to run. I mean, Clint, if you took Clinton and said, do your own thing, my guess is it's different than what we have seen in these first five games, especially the first four. He's responsible for the lack of improvement in the run defense. He's the guy who brought these guys in. No question. Defense is his calling in life, his baby. Um, and it's his team, and this might be currently the most frustrating thing. It is his group that is failing to close the door in games in which they should win, not by a ton, but comfortably. And yep. instead, Detroit, Detroit, man, Campbell comes back. Carolina, Sam Darnold comes back. They almost beat you, dude. So At home, si- at home on that Detroit exactly. one, Exactly. So 60%. To Zim, because I'm going to tell you, I don't think this team is bad. Like, personnel-wise, the more I think about this team and, like, go through, okay, who who sucks? Who's not good? Not a lot of guys suck. Um, there are very few. And so I really think the fact that this team sits at 3-3 three and three coming out of the bye, 60% to Zim, 15% to, again, his run defense, 15% to Clint Kubiak, 5% to the fact that Greg Joseph missed an inexcusably easy field goal against the Cardinals, and then 5% to the offensive line, and mostly Garrett Bradbury. The Rock knows how you feel about pie. There it is. Very fair. It's a very fair pie chart to blame. A little uh, long. Seven minutes. No, not long. 7.20. Nope. A little long. I thought it, was, it didn't feel long. It felt but necessary. I, but, yeah, and, and I'm, you know, I really do think, as I assembled this, this team personnel-wise has some chops. They do, absolutely. Like, they've got the chops. Yep. and This is and, not a bad roster problem. And they get to show it. And, we, and we'll and we do – I want to tee this up for maybe an episode later this week, but, like, I think the next four games are all about what are your expectations as a franchise, as a fan base. Oh, I love it. These next four games, oh, they're all against really good teams. Maybe they can go two and two. Is that what a Super Bowl-winning franchise thinks? Mm-mm. No, a Super Bowl-winning franchise looks at the next four games and says – this is our time to prove to the world that we are on a different level. Like we, 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 you know, we we're mad about the way that that Arizona game. Like we should have beat Arizona and Cincinnati. Those are the number number one seeds in both conferences. Let's go prove it now, right? Um, Judd, you're proving that you can lose a lot of weight. Livia, with Livia, Livia weight control centers. I'm going to tell you guys right now. In three weeks, down almost 15 pounds. In fact, if you look at my face. I can tell this. I've lost weight. I'm and they're and, and they're clearly like people are asking, wait a second, but you drink surly. That's the cool thing. Right. You're down fifteen pounds and you haven't given up all fun things. No, and that and that but that's the key to life. You can't. Like like if you you don't join this and, and say, 
my life of fun is done. I'm just going to be a hermit and sit at home and not eat. This plan, Celery and seltzer water. Exactly. Yes. This plan is easy. This plan is effective. And most importantly, this is a lifestyle plan. So I don't think about this. It's not, it's not diet center. It's weight control. Because the key, and this is absolutely imperative for a guy like me, the key is this. If I drop the weight and then like, okay, I'm done now, guess what I'm going to do? Gain it all back. And then more. So so the best part about this entire plan is the fact that I know that on the back end, I will get the support, infrastructure, and, again, important to me, the coaching to, to retain this weight. I, I am at uh, about 225 right now. My plan, 200 pounds. And when I get there, I'm going to get the help. And the best part is, so can you. In fact, if you join now, first 10 weeks free. That's right. I said that. First 10 weeks for, uh, for free. It is a limited time offer. Livia.com is the place to go. Or you can call them 855-GO-L-I-V-E-A. Livia.com. Call them up. Say that Judd and Score North told you to. But most importantly, keep this in mind. If you want to get healthy, if you want to feel good, heck, I sleep better right now than I did a month ago, and it's because of this program. Livia.com is the place. Uh, also, hey, Chill Boys, I've, I've coined Sundays oh. here in the Mackey household. Oh, God. Chill Boys, long underwear Sundays. Love that. The Chill Boys, long underwear in the fall temperatures, nothing better. The most comfortable underwear, the three of us are all in agreement, that we've ever put on. Mm-hmm. And uh, they really just care about your comfort. That's the only thing. They, they're just hyper-focused on your comfort and the words bamboo fabric. Find out why so many Purple Daily listeners have thrown away their old underwear and they have jumped on the Chill Boys bandwagon. Mm. Chillboys.com. It's a Minnesota-based company. You can order online at chillboys.com. All right, Declan. All right. The Rock knows how you feel about pie. This is the look-ahead pie chart. Uh-huh. If the Vikings are to make the playoffs, yeah. what does it need to look like? I have five pieces of pie here as I start my, uh, uh, my offense. Yep. Nice. I got five pieces of pie, some things nice. that you guys have also touched on but are important for them to possibly win the North and, yes, make the playoffs. Uh, let's start with the defensive side of the ball. So there's two pieces of pie that we have to keep going or fix to make this team a, a legitimate Super Bowl contender. 10% to fixing the run defense. Just 10%. Because they're 25th in run defense, they're a sieve on run defense, we all know that. They're not good at stopping the run. But of all the list of things that have to make them a Super Bowl contender, I don't look at fixing the run as, oh, if they just cut this by 75 yards, all of a sudden they're going to be now a legitimate contender. There's definitely some things that have to be addressed in fixing this run, and you can't just be allowing 140, 150 yards per game. But it's also not something you should be putting a ton of focus on. If we could fix this one area, then we'll be solid. It just it needs to be addressed and it needs to be fixed, but only 10% of the pie goes to that if the Vikings want to move on uh, to the playoffs. The next uh, chunk of pie on defense, 15% to keeping the pressure on opposing quarterbacks. The Vikings defensive line is back. Uh, number one in pressure rate, number one in sacks, and the reason I put this as, even though it's been good, as the reason uh, or reasons for a, being ahead of the fixing the run defense is getting a sack and pushing the quarterback more backwards more is going to lead to more positive things for your football team. Daniel Hunter putting a, a opposing quarterback in second and 15 is more impactful to me 
than it is getting a stuff at the line of scrimmage for a gain of zero yards, right? So I, I think having this defensive line back into Neil Hunter, Everson Griffin, these guys need to continue to get after the quarterback, and I, I need to see them do this over the course of the season. But it looks like they're hungry, man, and it's been, a, it's been easily the best part of Mike Zimmer's defense this season. So that's just 15%. Uh, going to the offensive side, three more slices of pie. 10% to stop establishing the run. Just stop <laughs> establishing it. Dalvin Cook is awesome. Alex Ma- Alexander Madison, when he's filled in, when Cook has been out, has also been awesome, minus a couple fumbles. But yards-wise, he has still been able to fill that need. You don't need to just continue to run on first and long, second and long, and all this time, spending so many times handing the ball off 30 to 35 times to your running backs. Stop establishing the run. It's just not necessary. It's, it's, it's a part of your offense, a part of your DNA. You don't have to continue to do it all the bleeping time. So just 15% to that. 25% to unleashing Justin Jefferson. And now you could be saying, what are you talking about? The dude is on pace for like a 1,400-yard season, eight touchdowns, a ton of catches. I love this. And I still know there's more to this guy's game. Oh, yeah. There is, like, I still, we're scratching the surface on how really special this wide receiver can be. Yep. And Thielen's great. The emergence of K.J. Osborne has given them a more three-deep and a more spread-out situation, and that's good for this Vikings offense. But I think Justin Jefferson even needs to be used more. I don't know if it's a Randy ratio, the J.J. ratio, the gritty ratio, whatever the hell you want to call it, Clint Kubiak and Mike Zimmer, but unleashing even more of Justin Jefferson. Take your emphasis on establishing the run and put all that focus on how can we get Justin Jefferson the ball even more. The Rams have unleashed Cooper Cup this season. 81 targets. Now he's played an extra game, but 81 targets for Cooper Cup, 59 for Justin Jefferson. Uh, I want to see Justin Jefferson. Like if Cooper Cup can be at the top of the NFL's list in all these categories, targets, receptions, yards, touchdowns, Justin Jefferson can be too. Cooper so Cup with you on this. is like one of the top. We should rank football player names maybe sometime. Cooper Cup is up there in active football player names. The Rock knows how you feel It is about such a great football, football player. It is. Cooper Cup. And he looks just like a Cooper Cup. <laughs> like he's the ideal Cooper Cup. Yeah, you, you get five guesses. Yes. Who's this random guy? What's yeah. this guy's name? You get five guesses. Cooper, Cooper Cup would be one of Cooper. your five guesses. Cooper's Absolutely. the first five ants on the family feud board. Easily. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Easily. Survey says. The survey says. <laughs> so me, Cooper Cup. Uh, last chunk of pie. 40%, the largest chunk of this pie, and, it, and it's kind of a dovetail uh, from the Justin Jefferson side, but just leaning into your offense. The offense is going to be what carries you. After listing all these other four pieces of pie, I think you've come to the realization that the offense is going to be what carries this Minnesota Vikings teams. And Mike Zimmer, throughout the majority of his tenure, has always been built about defense. And it's okay to still have an established defense. This defensive line is still pretty good. I know the Pat P injury is, is, a, is a problem for their depth at cornerback, but when he's been playing, he has at least made the Vikings' pass defense be competent again. And those components can be fine. But you need to lean into being more of an offensive-driven team. Look at all these teams. The last four teams in the championship games last year were all the best four offenses in terms of passing. You need to lean in to these to this offense being going all in on Kirk Cousins. Kirk is having the best start of his career. And box score-wise, he's always put up statistics. But you can see it in the eyes that Kirk Cousins is having the best season of his Vikings career. And it's not establishing the run 35 times. It's letting this offense cook. So five chunks of pie. For winning the North and being a playoff threat. 10% to fixing the run. 15% for keeping the pressure on the defensive line. Don't, uh, uh, 10% to not establishing the run. 25% to unleashing Justin Jefferson. And 40% to leaning into the offense. 
Yeah. My pie chart. Right That's really good. Feel about pie. There it is. Really right, good. You, did you sneak it under six minutes there? Under five, five, about 5.30. That was pretty quick. 5.30. Like, yeah. I, like, I feel like you could have slow, slowed it down. Judd, you could have slow cooked the drive. Judd, you were the shortest pie chart of the day. That's never happened, I think. I think. I don't I know. I was seven he, minutes, I thought. No, Joe well, was Judd, seven no, and a half Mackie was. Yep, I got it mixed up here. Macadac was. Welcome back. Old Macadac. So I want to just before we get to Surly, Judd must be furious. Declan brought up some some points here about the offense. Like, there's, and, I'm, and I'll just give you a few of these. Like, the Vikings, in terms of yards per play offensively, are 12th. All right, pretty good. Uh, 12th. Uh, Cowboys are number one, by the way, in yards per play. Um, Vikings are 11th in net yards per pass attempt, minus sack yardage. Mm-hmm. So, so you know, fringe top 10. And they're 11th in yards per attempt on the ground. So, almost every conceivable offensive metric yards per play net yards per attempt rushing passing they're like right there on the edge of top 10 and there's two types of vikings fans there's one that says that's pretty good like it's a basically basically a top 10 offense yes and then there's the other type of vikings fan which i think we are trying to pull more people into this group to say do you think this offense is overachieving to get to be like like they're a fringe top ten offense? Are they overachieving to get to that point? Because guess who else is? The Washington football team is in there too. I would say they're overachieving to knock on the door of top ten offense because mm-hmm. their quarterback's Taylor Heineke. Or do you think the Vikings, based on the three wide receivers they have and the two running backs that they have and Kirk Cousins? And a non train wreck offensive line finally, right? Like Bradbury's kind of a train wreck, but it's like it's a better offensive line last year. I feel like they're underachieving by being eleventh in these categories. Yeah. They they need to be more like fourth. And the other th- I'm not gonna say number one, but they need to be more like top five. And they might be okay with where they're at if this is a top three defense, but it's not. And that's why it's so hard to to say we are going to build a defense that's going to carry us. And our offense has to produce some, right? Like, you watch this team play, it's not like, well, I wonder which side of the ball is better. You say to yourself, that offense is really good, and the defense is okay. Um, yeah, but the, 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 the defensive, the pass rush is great. But they're not a top a five of, defense. They're just not. Yep, they don't have, like, a lockdown cornerback, and they're, and they're one of the worst uh, run defenses. Like, it's, yep. the defense has potential to be better as well, but I think the offense has a higher ceiling than the defense. I it, would agree with that. It is no way, shape, or form 2017. Like, it's just not. Yep, those guys were all in their prime. Yep, and, and it's not going to be. Yeah. My God, Daniil Hunter, I think, was coming off the bench in 2017, right? Because Robinson and yeah. maybe he was starting with it. But, like, Robinson was no, getting a bunch he was of a snaps. Kid. And, yeah, he, he was a yeah. kid at the time. So those are your – let us know in the in the Purple Daily YouTube comment section. Click subscribe and like, by the way. Let us know uh, what your pie chart of – if they're going to make the playoffs. Or give us – pick a pie chart. Praise, blame, or if they're to make the playoffs. Because uh, we'd love to see the you. Rock knows nice work, Jack. Good, Good stuff there. But surely, Surly, Surly. Judd, Surly. must be furious about something on this month. Brought to, by, brought to you by our friends at uh, Surly Brewing. And as Phil said, in particular, Surly Furious, the best IPA around. I would argue one of the best, if not the best IPA in the whole damn country. Fantastic. And here's and here's why I'm furious. Took me a while. Took me a while. I had to watch some football yesterday to find something that stuck in my craw, but I found it. 
As I watched Bengals rookie receiver Jamar Chase catch eight passes for 201 yards and a touchdown in a 41-17 pasting of the Ravens, I was reminded of all of those people who watch film now, some of whom are good and some of whom aren't, who said, well, the Detroit Lions took away Justin Jefferson in the second half, so Judd, you don't understand. Justin was no longer an option in that game. And I have a question for you. Do you think the Ravens aren't covering Jamar Chase? Do you think a guy who was a teammate of Jefferson Jefferson's at LSU uh, while incredibly talented, do you think that Jamar Chase is that is that much better than Jefferson? Like, oh, yeah, but Jamar Chase, look at him. He's Justin Jefferson's incredibly good. They are both gifted. But what are the Bengals doing? They are scheming to find ways to get Jamar Chase, a rookie, by the way, the ball. All right? It starts with this. And this is emboldened from the top on down. Joe Burrow has the confidence that he knows that he might make mistakes on passes. But you know what? And this gets right back to Declan's point in his pie chart. Joe Burrow also is told Jamar Chase often is going to make you look good. So don't sweat the details. Make the damn plays. So enough with this. Oh, Jefferson is covered, Judd. You can't throw to him. He is now shut down by the Detroit freaking Lions. Find a way, as Declan said, to get him the football. The Bengals are doing it. It's the blueprint. And if anybody says, well, Jamar Chase wasn't covered all day Sunday, I am revoking your film card. (laughs) That is surly. I'm furious. No, I mean, that was, yeah, I think. Very good. Very good. Also, first of all, you're right. Justin Jefferson is so special, and he is on pace for a bunch of good numbers. But I just, like, they did target him 14 times against Carolina, and that kind of needs to be the norm on a regular basis. Like, he should be among the league leaders in targets. He really should be. Not ninth, not 11th. Like, he should be up there with the DeAndre Hopkins, with the Cooper Cups, et cetera. Uh, The other thing is, Joe Burrow is, Joe Burrow is amazing, but, um, that LSU team that won the national championship in 2019. Oh my God! No, that yeah. dude was throwing to Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, and handing the ball off to Clyde Edwards-Helaire. Yeah. <laughs> oh man! So Jefferson and Chase combined for just short of 200 catches for for 30, 3,300 yards mm. and 38 touchdowns that season for LSU. Imagine having both those dudes. And then, oh, by the way, you uh, you also get one of those dudes for the rest of your career with the Bengals now. they mm-hmm. just He just gets to play with one of the guys he's had the most chemistry with in his life. But he completely trusts him, too. Like, that's the thing. If, if Kirk gets picked off for taking a shot to Jefferson, I don't think we're going to say, damn it, Kirk, what are you doing? No, I'm okay with now, that. If he Calculated, becomes don't be, yeah, irresponsible don't and stupid, yeah, don't do that. But Joe Burrow throws some bad passes, but he has the faith, and and that that comes from coaching too, right? To tell him, Joe, you're going to screw up sometimes, but these guys are too good not to take the shots. Yeah. So this week is going to be a blast. Vikings, Cowboys, Ventline coming back after a bye week, right after that game is over. Alex Boone tomorrow. Realistic Randy tomorrow night on Purple After Dark. And uh, write that down, predictions, on Wednesday. This is just going to be a loaded week on Purple Daily. 
uh, presented also in part by Federated. If you're a business owner out there, Federated's been around for over 100 years with great people and resources and tools to help protect your business from risk. They're all about risk management, keeping your bottom line protected, your employees safe. Go to federatedinsurance.com and click on Risk Management Corner for great resources on all kinds of things. Fire prevention has been a big theme the last 30 days. And remember at Federated, it's our business to protect yours. All right. You like that? Let's get it. You like that? This is going to be great. These four games, whatever happens, happens, but uh, this is going to be a blast. It's popcorn. It starts with the Cowboys. It's popcorn ready. Sunday night. I think we have a chance on Sunday night, win or lose, to break the all-time Vikings vent line audience record. Mm. I think a lot of people are going to be watching the game, obviously, and home on a Sunday night. We would love to break our previous audience record. I think the most people we ever had watching or listening to uh, a live episode was actually draft vent line. It was when they drafted Kellen Mond. Kellen Mond, yeah. And uh, we just we kind of went bonkers that night with podcast and it was like a forty-eight hour uh, windfall. We'd love, we'd love to let's let's blow it up here on Sunday night on Purple Daily Vikings Vent Line. Go tell five Vikings fan friends that this is Daily Vikings Entertainment, and we want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl. All right, good stuff, boys. Love it. See you tomorrow on Purple Daily.